and welcome back to the podcast of Idiots and Intellects. I'm your host, Kelsey Hatzinger, and here with me today is my good friend, Brian, or Bree. Hello. We really think this episode will have you hooked, so let's just dive in. Uh, to honor Shark Week and my undying love for Apex Predators of the Sea, today we will be walking you through the world of shark finning. Sharks are often painted in a very poor light, especially with movies like Jaws and The Shallows. Have you ever seen the Jaws movies? No. Really? They sound and look terrible. They are. Yeah. They are. Yeah. I don't know. But they're classics. You kind of have to see them. I don't want to. That's what they're we're like... going to do. Next Next no, time we hang I'm out, not, we're just going to watch all of the Jaws over. movies. No thanks. I think there's like four of them. The last one is like... They're in, I don't know, like a sea life area. Kind of like SeaWorld, but it's a knockoff. And then the shark, like, gets in there. I don't It's terrible. One of them is called Revenge of Jaws. Just. Yikes. What? Oh, okay, but Sharknado movies. No. No? No. I'm not a fan. I showed you that clip about the... The, the pelvic thrust. Yeah, the pelvic thrust fighting off the Sharknado in Vegas in one of the last ones. Okay, we're way off track. So, so this just kind of is an example of how sharks are portrayed in movies. Just total predators. Um, even on Shark Week on the Discovery Channel, there's shows called I Escape Jaws and The Great White Serial Killer Lives and shit like that. Sharks um, don't go hunting people. There was one case, I remember this, from Shark Week, actually. There was one case where this shark had, or was thought to have a taste for human blood. It was just because some dude kept feeding this shark by hand, so every time he saw a person, he thought he was gonna get fed. Oh, yeah. Kind of thing. So, yeah. like, he bit, like, two or three people. And then it was a whole thing, and it was stupid. It was, like, a person. Why just, did you walk up to a shark and... Just like, here, buddy. <laughs> right. Taste this. Yeah, I know. So that was a human error. Um, but they don't actively go out and hunt for people to eat. That's just not a thing. Um, when looking at the history of shark bites, it's mostly exploratory bites or a case of mistaken identity. So, I mean, it's... When you're... Underneath the surfer in the water, they do kind of look like a seal, right? With their arms and legs, and they're paddling out. Okay, I, I can see it. Yeah. yeah. And seals are the favorite meal for a couple of shark species, especially great white sharks. So, that's just easy. Um, and then, exploratory bites are pretty self-explanatory. Sharks don't fucking have hands. Like, yeah. they just... The only tool they have to understanding what something is, is their mouth. That's it. And, unfortunately, any sort of shark bite, exploratory or not, is going to be damaging to our fragile meat vessels of bodies. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, just... It's very important to note that sharks aren't all bad, but a lot of people have this deep-rooted fear of them. Um, 
which is why they, most people, aren't very concerned with shark slaughter, which is actually a very big deal and is happening quite often um, to support the shark fin trade. So let's just, first of all, define shark finning. Um, so shark finning is defined as the act of removing and taking the fins of sharks and then discarding the rest of the body. Uh, so basically, fishermen catch sharks, they cut their fins off and discard the live shark back into the ocean, leaving them to uh, not be able to swim properly, and then they're bleeding out so they die of loss of blood or suffocation from not being able to swim to the top and get air. Yeah. So, um, that's, that's a terrifying way to die, right? Suffocating, drowning? Yeah. Yeah, that's my biggest fear. Without their fins, sharks can't propel themselves forward through the water, which is how they get water and oxygen through their gills yeah. to, like, function the rest of their body. So, that's pretty rough. That's, okay, cutting off a shark's fins and discarding the rest of the body is like taking a person's pinky toes and then just dumping their body somewhere. Oh. Like, I think it was 5% of the shark's body weight is the fins, and then 95% of the body is just completely wasted. That's awful. Right? That's so sad. I want to keep my pinky toes. <laughs> Please? <laughs> I need those. Um, so... Lawn lines are thrown out, easily stretching for miles and miles, and then the fishermen will sit there for a while with those out, and then as the lines are drawn in, the sharks are, as you said, still alive. They're usually stabbed with hooks to be pulled up on the boat, and then they just slice the fins off and throw them back. Um, I think it's important to note that with the lawn lines, it's not just sharks getting caught. It's all of the marine life. There's turtles, fish, um, in the Sharkwater documentary, I think it was made in like 2008, really good, uh, by Rob Stewart if anyone's interested in that. There's a second one that just came out called Sharkwater Extinction. I have not seen that yet. <laughs> but, um, in Sharkwater, I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, there were like some dolphins and shit. They all get tangled up, they suffocate, it's, it's a whole thing. So it's not just sharks being affected by the act itself, and we'll get into it um, later on in the podcast of how shark finning ow, affects the rest of the ecosystem as well. It's, it's a pretty big deal. It's not something you would think about every day. On the daily, yeah. Right, but... Once you're kind of exposed to it, you're like, holy shit, what the this is fuck happening. is going on? This yeah. is real. Yeah. You would never think that. No. So, I don't know. Um, but let's get into some of the motives behind shark finning now. Um, shark fins have a high monetary and cultural value. Which creates a huge incentive for fishermen to harvest them. Shark finning, although an illegal activity, has become incredibly popular in Asia and South America, and even some areas in the United States. The fins are way more valuable than the rest of the body, sometimes selling for as much as $500 a pound. Uh, that's pricey. That's expensive. That's steep. A lot of money for fins. Eesh. 
Uh, people use the fins in a popular dish called shark fin soup. Yeah, so shark fin soup is something um, mostly in Asia where it's a delicacy. Um, it's been growing in popularity. It was very um, traditional for emperors to make it and use it as like Hey, look! I have money and power. Look at look at the soup I'm it's serving. Soup. <laughs> right. It's like um, the soup that they put their fingers in, like the hand washing thing. Oh, ew! Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. What kind of soup is that even? Is it soup or is it like a hand wash thing? I don't, I know. don't know. I have no idea. We're very uncultured here. <laughs> yeah. This is the idiots just, part of the idiots yep. and intellects. Um. So. Again, it's a delicacy. Um, its popularity has grown exponentially in the last two decades um, because the soup itself is a sign of wealth. Um, in China, shark fin soup is sold at about 90 bucks a bowl. Oh my god. So it's a severe symbol of status. So, um, they use it a lot in weddings and banquets to show the importance of a particular family. Like, hey, I'm the second cousin twice removed from the previous emperor. Check out my soup. Yikes. So, um, yeah, like you said, it's $500 for a pound of fin just to make this really expensive soup that's 90 bucks a bowl. In China, um, I don't know what the prices are in other areas where it's pretty popular, but it's, uh, it's pretty rough. Um, even whale sharks. Also, whale sharks have no teeth, so they pose absolutely no threat to people whatsoever. They're just, they're like whales, basically. They're whale sharks. <laughs> they're the cool that. spotted ones oh, that everyone's always yeah. diving with which I'm really jealous of because I want to do it. But also, I'm not a good swimmer. I don't know how to swim. Actually. You don't know how to swim? I, nope, I took swimming lessons as a kid, and I, I don't you know just, how to swim. Do you sink or do you float yet? Can like, Well, when I, you, I can keep myself up. Okay. But just You don't whole, just like, sink hopelessly moving. down to the bottom? <laughs> no. Okay. No. Maybe I'll teach you how to swim. I'm not good at it. But I can, uh, fake it. Okay, <laughs> teach me how to so, fake it. Yikes. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, so whale sharks, they have a single fin from them brought in can break in a profit of maybe $10,000, depending on where Just they're taking fin? to market. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> one fin. Because, I mean, I mean, these fuckers are huge, but, right. like, how would you even cut the fins off a whale shark? Like, you would have to, like... Samurai sword or something. Samurai sword? <laughs> Fruit ninja? <laughs> Just a little box cutter. It's a box cutter. <laughs> okay. Um, I wonder how they would do that. They'd have to, like, lasso the whale shark, like, up next to the boat and just someone gets in there or something. I don't know how that would work. Well, don't they hook them in? Yeah, but these things are, like, the size of a boat. Right. Yeah. Maybe they lasso their tail. Maybe. I have no idea. 
I'm kind of interested to see how that works now. But I know I would just sob the whole time if I watched a video or something. Um, So, yeah. Asia, South America, some parts of the U.S. Um, Costa Rica is a pretty big hot spot for shark finning. Hmm. Yeah, you wouldn't think. But there's a huge section in um, the Sharkwater documentary. I'm going to probably reference that like a million times because it was really good. Rob Stewart did a great job. And then he died filming the second one. And it was all weird and I don't know but he was great um (laughs) so I forgot what I was saying oh yeah there's a whole chunk in that documentary just on Costa Rica and like they'll bring in the fishermen will bring in their boats and have all of the shark fins lined up along the roofs to like dry out and there's just thousands and thousands of fins on all of these people's roofs and it's really gross and scary looking i think it's kind of yeah it's it's absolutely horrifying you're right it's kind of weird because the fins on the roof actually look like rows of teeth in the shark's mouth which i think is a little ironic kind of It'd be cool if it wasn't killing animals. Right. But you are, so it's not. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. It's a little... I don't know. Uh, Well, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. We're going to regroup from this sad moment. And uh, we'll be right back. Thanks for sticking with us through the break, and welcome back. Uh, now we are going to talk about how shark finning affects the shark populations and the corresponding marine ecosystems. Uh, so roughly 100 million sharks are killed yearly, with the primary incentive being the shark fin trade. Some shark populations have decreased by 60 to 70 percent. Um, two of the main shark species that are affected are the scalloped hammerhead and the smooth hammerhead um, due to the danger in shark finning between 1.3 and 2.7 million of just these two sharks are killed every year and then in 1981 it was reported that there was 155,500 sharks which declined to 26,500 sharks in 2005. So that's a pretty big that's jump in population just for those two species. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. In what a matter of how many years? 30. So roughly 30 years. That's a huge decline. Over 100,000 sharks. Wow. Okay. Yeah. 130,000. Yeah, you're better at the maths. <laughs> the <laughs> <No>. mathematics. <laughs> Yikes. Um. Uh, so extreme dangers in shark populations is extremely dangerous to the entire marine ecosystem itself. So, yeah, that, I mean, just the two hammerhead shark species is a great example of how the declining shark populations can make waves... <laughs> I'm funny. Ha, ha, ha. I'm funny. In um, the marine ecosystems, um, 
sharks are absolutely vital to maintain a healthy ecosystem in the ocean. And with them being um, slaughtered in the vast amounts that they are, there is absolutely no room for anything but negative consequences. Um, it's... Okay, so sharks are the top predators in the oceans, aside from humans, obviously. <laughs> That's the whole point of this thing. Um, but you take away sharks and you're basically cutting off the head of any marine ecosystem. So um, other species can't be kept in check, and then new predators arise, and then it completely shifts the entire ecosystem. Yeah. And it's a whole thing. Um, such drastic changes in marine life would, without a doubt, cause drastic changes in the lives of people that rely on the oceanic ecosystems, which affects the people that rely on those people, and then just everyone essentially would be affected. Everything is affected. Yeah. It's just a never-ending chain reaction, basically. Um, it's, it's rough, honestly. Like, yeah. I don't, because predators fundamentally control the structure and functioning of any ecosystem. Right. So take that away, and everything's just fucked. Everything, but yeah, overpopulation, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's be another issue. Yeah. Yeah. There are so many different things that can happen because of that. Um, it's just, none of it's good. <laughs> nope. So, without sharks, the entirety of the ocean's ecosystems would just crumble and um, become a whole new system entirely, which would provide such a scary uncertainty for the future of not only human life, but all ocean life as well, which then still even greatly affects even more humans. So, um, luckily, there is something that may help change the tides in um, the shark population stuff. So, and that's this thing called shark ecotourism. It's something that I myself would really like to participate in. I just really want to go diving with sharks and shit. So, what, um, what is shark ecotourism? Uh, shark ecotourism is a form of ecotourism based in communities that appreciate the local shark population, which makes the area a hot spot for shark-driven activities like diving and snorkeling. Have you ever gone diving or snorkeling? No, but I really want to. Yeah, me too. I, we live in, this is Wisconsin, so there is no ocean. nothing here. <laughs> um, Door County has some water-related stuff, but, like, there's no sharks or, like, anything super cool super to see. Cool. Worthwhile. Yeah. I also want to go on those, um, boats with the glass bottom. Oh, those are really, really cool. cool. Yeah. yeah. Can you imagine, like, just paddling out in the clear bottom kayak and just, like, some all of a sudden... Big fish or something? Yeah, this giant fish or, like, a pod of orcas. <laughs> Or that, would that would be, be really so cool. scary I think and be... so cool at the same time. I would probably I mean, shit myself. I yeah. I don't I think mean, there's the any orcas. way around shitting yourself in that situation. I would throw up. 
You would throw up? Probably. Come out the other I'm, end? Yeah. Okay. Both ends. Both ends. It's just a mess. Time. You don't get the clear bottom anymore because it's just oh, such no. a disaster. Oh. <laughs> That's so gross. Um, yeah, I really want to do that. That'd be the coolest thing. Let's go on vacation to the Barbados. Let's just go to Hawaii. Oh, yeah, no, Barbados. 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 Where yeah. even is Barbados? Um, it's in the islands, I'm pretty sure. Like, the Dominican... You think so? Yeah. I think so, too. That sounds about right. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. So, back to okay. shark ecotourism. Yes. Um, South Africa and the Galapagos Islands are the are some of the huge hotspots for shark ecotourism, especially... Is that your ankle yep. crack? <laughs> um, especially for great white sharks. A lot of the Shark Week documentaries on, like, Discovery Channel and shit are filmed in those two locations, because I, I don't know how much you know about great white sharks, but when they're hunting, they do this super cool thing called breaching, where they swim vertically up and then propel themselves out of the water and catch whatever they're hunting and then just fall oh, back in. Cool. Like it's the dolphins? so cool. Yeah, but a little more not graceful. Okay. <laughs> they're just kind of flopping Do they around. Flop down? Like Yeah. Okay. It's kinda cool. I'll show you some videos okay. after this. But um yeah. South Africa and the Galapagos Islands are huge hotspots for great white shark breachings. It's so cool. I want to see it so bad, just in person. I have to get a passport first. I don't have a passport. I don't either. Yeah. We got a lot of work to do. We got a lot of things to get done. <laughs> um, but shark tourism can provide economic benefits in areas that can support sustainable tourism ventures by way of adequate infrastructure and relatively relatively reliable <laughs> shark sightings. I'm sorry. I don't know how to speak English. That's probably the first thing we should learn, huh? Before we go on vacation. Right. Before we go on vacation <laughs> where we need to learn another language. Right. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, basically, if your area has decent infrastructure where, like, you can support tourists and inflow... Um, and reliable shark sightings where, you know, I mean, they're pretty frequent, especially really? seasonal. Yeah. A lot of sharks, um, I watched mostly, like, stuff on great white sharks because they're the top dog and I want to be the top dog. Mm, yeah, You know? So, <laughs> just kidding, bro. You're never going to make it. I know. Not with the big guys. <laughs> Not with the big guys. Um, but they have, like, a migratory pattern up and down the coast depending on the seasons and stuff so like certain spots in the summer are more likely to have high shark tourism and stuff mm. anyways so um how this works is the tourism operators collect revenue directly from the people participating in the snorkeling or diving or what have you um, and then their respective governments can collect revenue through taxing things like the permits needed to do those activities or tag fees or, you know, just whatever they have to do. Uh, so an estimate for a hammerhead shark throughout the lifetime 
um, is 1.6 million in ecotourism dollars, uh, which is a lot more than the few hundred dead shark, few hundred that a dead shark goes for. Yeah, so... 1.6 million. That's pretty crazy. 1.6 million dollars for one shark throughout its life to generate for snorkeling and diving and activities like that. That's... That's a, a good chunk. <laughs> for that's one a pretty shark. good chunk. Yeah, I'd say shark ecotourism could trump the revenue of like the shark fin trade if given the right oh, yeah, for sure. tools to kind of get that propelled forward. Yikes. So sharks are much more useful alive. <laughs> yeah, so let's right. keep them that way. Um, so there are plenty of benefits of shark ecotourism. Brian, you want to tell us about those? Sure. <laughs> can do that. Um, shark ecotourism can preserve shark habitats, which protects the marine life and ensures sustainability of these species. That's um, important. Very, yes. That goes back to the whole ecosystem thing, just collapsing without the top predators. Yep. Okay. Um, it can provide revenue that can be used for scientific research about marine life. That is also important. So, yes. <laughs> Um, it generates revenue for the local government, as we said earlier. Um, it provides opportunities for local business owners. That's also very important. Like, when you're trying to keep a community sustained, small businesses really rely on tourists. So yeah. when you have people coming to see the sharks, you're also going to have people coming to your restaurants or... Your little ice cream shops, your little, little knickknack stores, yeah. <laughs> so, honestly, I mean, it's just, like, normal tourism. Tourism is great yeah. for an economy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Um, it can also increase tourism overall, which stimulates regional development. Uh -huh. uh, it can fund planning and enforcement of conservation initiatives. That's good, too, if you want to reserve reserve, yeah. conserve, do whatever. I mean, make sure. reservations, talk about conservation at those dinner reservations. At the same time. Right, it's full circle. <laughs> Yikes. Um, build environmental awareness through educated experiences. I think that one's really important, too, because if you go... Let's see. So, educated experiences are going to help you get over that deep-rooted fear of sharks that we talked about earlier. Right, and if more people know, like, the good about them, mm -hmm. the more they can spread the word of. Yeah, like, no one that I've ever mentioned the shark fin trade to knows what the fuck it is. I didn't know what it was. Yeah, it's never spoken about because you don't, it's not something you think about daily, just like, I wonder how the sharks are in the ocean today. Especially when you live in Wisconsin like we do. Right. Like, it's just not no one, a priority. No. Which yeah. is sad. Right. They're dying. Because it will affect people inland, too, eventually. Like, again, back to the whole... It's just all gonna go downhill. Right. Yep. <laughs> Take away the top predators in the ocean, and then it's the whole 
You're fucked. Basically, you are straight fucked. up dicked. Um, and then lastly, allow for appropriate shark encounters, which lets people appreciate sharks in their natural habitat. Yeah, so, I feel like that's just a cool thing to mm-hmm. have. Just, like, go yeah. swimming with the sharks and, like, understand that they aren't trying to take your limbs off. They're just hanging out. Just chilling, having a good time. Yeah. So, what do you think your favorite part about this shark finning research was? Like, what do you think the most um, important part is? Well, I think that the people are trying to help it and um, diminish it, decrease it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. That, because again, I mean, if it's not at least slowed down significantly, just... Everything's fucking dicked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, because there's, I don't know, man. It's just, there's a lot of people that live on the coast around the world that rely on the ocean's ecosystems. Yeah. And if they aren't balanced how they should be, it's just everything goes downhill from there. Yeah. Um... I thought the shark ecotourism was an interesting thing, because I had never even thought about that. Uh, yeah. I never even thought to think that, you know, people coming to see sharks could generate so much revenue for any regional location. Right, 1.6 million per shark. shark. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, that's a lot. Oh my gosh. Um... Yeah, so, if anything, it's not just the animal cruelty aspect of the shark fin trade, it's the whole preserving the aquatic ecosystems, making sure everything's sustainable. This whole shark fin trade is just a rough, rough deal. Um, 110% recommend the shark water documentaries. I haven't seen the second one, but... It looks pretty fucking dank. It's called Sharkwater Extinction. <laughs> so it will go back. I'm sure it'll touch on the hammerhead mm-hmm. um, rates that we discussed earlier. So I don't know. I'm kind of looking forward to that. Um, do you want to do a episode on like SeaWorld and shit after? Yeah. Okay. All right. So stay tuned for that. We're going to stick with the marine life theme for a little bit here. Um, As always, thanks for listening. Thanks, Brian, for doing this. Yes, thank you. Um, Let us know in the comments how jawsome (laughs) this episode was. Brian, I'm funny. You keep thinking that. I'm so funny. And no one laughs at your jokes. I do. You do. Shut up. You know what? I'm just going to beat you up now. That's... Okay, I'm going to be the apex predator in here. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> thanks for listening. Tune in. Let us know how this was. Um, if you have any comments, questions, concerns about the shark fin trade, hit us up, and we will do our best to answer them. If you have any topic suggestions, just let us know as well. Thank you, and we'll see you. Okay, bye.